everybody. Uh, this is Marek, and um, on the other end, I've got Rob speaking from Ireland. Hi, everybody. How's it going, Rob? Good, very good here in Ireland. Enjoying the weather. Well, kind of. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoyed well last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, Marek, um, why don't you tell everybody about today's topic? Right, yeah. So today we're going to tackle uh, ELT, English Language Teaching Blogs, and we're going to talk mm. about our 10 favorite ELT blogs. So if you've been blogging or you haven't been, but you would like to start, or maybe you enjoy reading blogs, or you would like to start reading more blogs, then, uh, well, basically it's a very subjective list of our favorites. And unfortunately, it's a short list. It's only 10 blogs and I'd ideally like to mention more of them, but mm. we don't have that much time to mention 50 perhaps. But well, we could probably do a series of these. If people we could, we could. Yeah. So if you're, if you listen to this episode and you feel like, oh, I would like to hear but more about 10 other blogs, then we can, we can do another, another list later on. So let, let's start with the, with the first one, Rob, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the first one um, that we want to talk about is uh, evidence-based EFL. Okay. And we'll, we'll leave the link as well um, on, on the site. So, you know, you should be able to get it there, but um, this is a great little site, Marek, isn't it? It is. It is. It's run by Russ Main. And one reason why I like it, uh, especially when I first came across it, I've always thought that there's a huge gap between research and practice. And I'm a big believer in science. So if people tell me that, you know, something that I do in the classroom is wrong because there's some evidence that shows that you should be doing something else in the classroom, then I'll, I'll change what I do in the class. And uh, Russ's blog, does exactly that so he takes um you know different topics sometimes myths and he busts them and he refers to what i like is that he refers to research scientific studies but what i also like is that it's not too heavy so it's you know it's for a practicing teacher it's very light but at the same time you know that what he's talking about he's he's read about it and he knows what he's talking about and you can get something out of it yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm also somebody who really believes that, you know, that the, the gap between, you know, what the research says and what's actually going on in language classrooms, you know, is, is too big. You know, there are lots of kind of, lots of the basics that are out there um, that researchers and linguists, let's say people working in universities, you know, like all know about and let's say the, the, the evidence uh, and research is sort of sitting in the shelves, like in, in university libraries, gathering dust and uh, teachers on the ground, you know, don't know a lot of it, you know, and it, it's, um, it is kind of very worrying. And, and this is a great place um, to go to get sort of like things like, you know, like a um, one that that's often sort of, um, well, one of Russ's kind of favorites one favorite ones like is about learning styles um, and um, you know the he, he talks about the sort of lack of any kind of scientific evidence whatsoever behind learning styles um, and it's it's interesting as well um, how you know and this is something that I kind of find uh, worrying not just in the teaching world but in the world at large I think today um, is that like you know people will say and and there, there's actually in, in 
his, uh, his latest blog post, um, there's an interesting um, comment taken from uh, his site where, where you know, a teacher is sort of saying, well, you know, I still believe in learning styles um, despite what researchers say. Right. So all the researchers are, are disagreeing that, you know, are, are sort of saying that this isn't a real thing. Um, but teachers are still kind of like, look, you know, I don't, I don't care what the evidence says. I don't care what the research is telling me. Um, you know, like, I, I think this is true. So, you know, I think, I think we really have to fight against these, um, you know, these beliefs that don't have any foundation in, in reality, you know. And I think, um, you know, it, it will help us as as an industry and as individual teachers to become more professional and to be able to back what we say up and to also to do justify our own existence. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's why, um, and the, I think this, that's why, yeah. <clears throat> go ahead, Mark. Sorry. No. So that's, that I was going to say that that's why the second blog on our list is ELT research bites. Uh, because I think both of us are big believers in research and science. And this one is a new one on the scene, isn't it? Uh, I've only, uh, well, I'm not sure how long it's been around, but I only came across it just a few weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago. So it's uh, eltresearchbytes.com. And that's, that's great as well. It's slightly different from what Russ does. Um, here it's, it's a collaborative work. So there's a couple of people who, uh, who post blog posts and there's lots of guest uh, bloggers as well. But what they basically do is they summarize uh, research papers. So they take one paper per blog post usually, and then they summarize it and translate it to everyday normal teacher's language that everyone can understand. Because as you, those of you who have read scientific uh, literature, you will, you will have probably realized that it's very difficult to understand very often so this is what what these guys do in elt research bites yeah this is this is a great one uh, and i only found out about this um Marek, when when you were uh, sort of putting the list together and you 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 put this on there i'd never heard of it and uh you know i was really impressed that like um how again how user friendly it is and you know we all know that teachers we we as teachers we have very little time you know and uh you know, like we, we don't really have often the money um, nor the time to go off sort of reading the original uh, research papers. Um, so what, what we need is something sort of, you know, that we can have a quick kind of look at maybe at lunchtime or, you know, if you have a few free minutes before your class begins, you know, and, uh, you know, just, it's, it's just basically, it's like a bit like Reader's Digest, if you like. Um, but um, based on, you know, uh, research um, that's been done in, in the field of uh, second language acquisition or linguistics or whatever the case may be. And it's been distilled to its sort of its uh, main ideas and kind of made sort of uh, readable and accessible for the typical busy teacher. You know, mm -hmm. so I think it's, it's it's great. And I love the way they kind of take one one kind of paper, one research paper at a, at a time. Um, and you know, it, I, again, you know, it's something that, you know, maybe you can have a, a look at one, you know, kind of every week, you know, and just try to maybe employ, um, what they're saying into, um, into your classes. And, and, you know, like of, often, like a lot of the things that you might hear from teachers and you might, you know, after, I mean, at least in my case, I, um, often kind of thought that, um, you know, like things like 
the classic one of learning styles because I'd heard it so often. I kind of just assumed that it was true. And I naively had assumed that there was um, scientific evidence to back it up. Um, but, you know, often that's not the case. And, you know, I think it's, it's great for, you know, teachers to be sort of put in, in touch with sort of a, a trustworthy um, group of voices here on ELT Research Bites um, so that they can have, you know, sort of more accurate um, and, you know, evidence-backed information um, in sort of an easily accessible form. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a, it's a great blog, definitely. Um, and perhaps uh, changing the topic a little bit from sort of we don't want to sound like we the only thing we're interested in is research. So one site I really like as well, and I've used lots of ideas that from this site is Film English, uh, and that's that's brilliant as well because Kieran takes short films, uh, sometimes the very poignant, sometimes the very funny different topics and he makes free lesson plans based around those films and you know that his site is just full of brilliant lesson plans based on films so if you if you like using video in your classes but you don't know how to prepare a lesson plan or you've never done it or you just don't have time to do it this is the site to visit film english yeah i love this one as well you know this one um it won the um ELT ONS, the British Council of um, ELT ONS. How do you pronounce that? How did I say that? I don't know. I've Elton's always said it uh, like Elton's, but I have Elton's? no idea. I have yeah. no idea. Um, like Elton John, I suppose. Um, yeah, but it, it won um, the Innovation and in Teacher Resources Award in 2013. And uh, I happened to be doing my Delta at the same time. So I kind of I heard about this, you know, from, um, from Mike. Um, one of my tutors on it and you know I I love this as well um, and it's just you know I, I I think often you know teachers we show videos in class but we don't kind of um, you know we we don't we're not kind of milking them effectively for language um, you know we're not I don't think like your average teacher ones that I've observed you know when they do use videos they don't kind of take advantage of the video um, in, in a way that uh, Kieran does, um, you know, on, in his lesson plans on his site. So I think it's, you know, like after looking, doing a few of his lesson plans, you'll be able to sort of put together your own kind of lesson plans, maybe on uh, videos that you like, that you've seen on YouTube, on Facebook or whatnot, uh, using, you know, a similar style to him. But I think it works um, very effectively. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, a, it's a great site. Um, do you want to give us uh, one of your favorites, Rob, as well? So is yeah, this is, this is probably one of my all-time favorites. And this is um, teacher training videos. Now, um, Russell, um, who, start, who is the founder of this site, basically what he does is um, he puts together little kind of screen capture videos on um, various um, technological tools um, that are out there and that can be of use uh, to teachers. So um, one of the ones that, that he, one of the first ones that I started using um, was um, a tool called Jing. And uh, yeah, so as I mentioned, it's, it's screen capture. So basically um, how it would work is, you know, you're, you're sort, you might have, you know, um, uh, an essay from a student um, that they've sent you on a Word document, and uh, then you can you can open up um, that document, and um, 
then you can just basically uh, record yourself speaking and the video will show what's on the screen. So you can use the cursor, for example, to highlight things, maybe to um, make some changes to the text if you want. And um, you know what, I find um, that aspect really useful because often when you're actually going through the, the student's work, in that moment when you're at home or if you're in the staff room or whatever, you know, there are all these things coming into your head that you want to tell the student, you know, all these things that are extremely useful for the student uh, to have, you know, very pertinent information for them to take action upon. Um, but, um, you know, by the time you hand the paper back, often like a lot of these ideas, you know, have gone out of your head or you don't have time to sort of address them. So you can make this kind of little uh, video um, and then just kind of send it to the student. So th this is just an example of one of the, te one of the ideas, one of the, the technological tools, let's say, um, that Russell has come up with. And there's also, for those of you who, who are interested in hearing more about teacher training videos, um, I did an interview with Russell um, last year, and we have it you know, in, our, in our archive on the TEFL show, so take a look at that. But um, you know, he, I, I think he's absolutely fantastic. And uh, there's so many different things, like, like Padlet, Marek, uh, that I kind of told you about a couple of years yeah. ago. Um, I found out about it first on here as well. Also Edmodo, another one that I've been using constantly ever since. Again, I, I found out about it from here. And, um, you know, I recommend like if you go onto the site, um, he's got, uh, if you look at the sort of menu at the top of um, the page, as I said, it's teachertrainingvideos.com. Um, so Russell has this um, link called top 12 videos. So that's basically, you know, the, the, the top 12 kind of tools for teachers to use, you know, and there are loads of different ones, you know, it goes from how to use Google Docs more effectively with learners to, you know, how to, you know, um, how to get the, the students to be able to record, um, let's say, part two of the IELTS speaking test, you know, and to be able to send that to them, to, to their teacher. Um, so there are loads of different tools like that. Um, so it's a really fantastic site. And I think it's one that, you know, there's so much on there. And, you know, it's, it's so easy as well because, you know, I love the video form, the way he presents things. You just click on, on the video and then you can find out exactly about the tool that he's talking about. And he gives, you know, for each kind of tool, he gives lots of sort of practical examples of how it would uh, apply in the, in the language classroom. So, I, you know, I think this one is absolutely top notch. Right. And uh, another one, since we're on the topic of technology, um, is technologic.wordpress.com. Um, I really like that uh, blog as well, because basically, um, I don't know the name of the person who does it because he just or she just signs the post as technologic. But basically, um, they, they do a lot of posts about using technology, about also different games, uh, that you can do with your students using technology. So for example, things that we would normally use pen and paper to do in class. On the blog, you can find lots of ideas for, for example, using PowerPoints, many cool things that I've learned about PowerPoints that I didn't know about uh, from the site. And so different, different things to do with technology and it's very, very practical as well. So you'll find a lot of 
activities as well that you can just take from the site basically and use in your teaching practice. And I think it's great for teachers who perhaps aren't using that much technology and would like to, to change that and, uh, you know, do something different in class and uh, perhaps change the, the usual games or activities that they're doing into something more technology-based. I think uh, that blog is, is great as well. Yeah. So here's, here's another great one. And I think, Mark, you had this on your list as well. Um, this has been one of my favorites for years. It's Scott Thornbury's um, An A to Z of ELT. And this is also a book um, that many of you uh, would have come across if you were doing your Delta um, or you're doing a, a, a Masters in TESOL or something like that. Um, yeah. So basically, um, Scott, in the, the site, he just goes through... Um, you know, everything that exists basically in ELT uh, from A to Z. So for example, uh, A is for accuracy and A is for aims, A is for approach. And then he has kind of um, a little um, sort of uh, entry for, for both of them. So it's, I suppose it's kind of like, you know, I see it as a kind of a wiki for uh, the world of ELT, you know. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're familiar with the book, um, one of the reasons uh, why Scott, uh, you know, started the blog was because, you know, like things keep on new, new terminology and new ideas keep on coming up in ELT. Um, so, you know, he had, after he had the book published, you know, he had lots of other ideas, um, you know, come into his head. And, and, and uh, so he, he just wanted to keep on adding to the list. Um, so that was the reason for the site. And it's, you know, it's, it's like, if, if you hear a term, let's say in, um, you know, uh, um, a continuous professional development workshop or something like that, and you're, you're not sure what exactly it means and you want the quick, concise sort of definition for what it is, you know, like I, I think Scott's uh, site is a great place to start, you know, and, um, uh, you know, I think, I suppose we all kind of hear these terms from time to time and maybe we're not certain what they mean exactly and um, you know approach would be a good one what do teachers actually mean when we say approach you know if you want a quick answer that to that question you can look at, at Russell's site and the good thing that he has as well is um, he has references you know so for example in the article on approach you know he, he quotes sort of Richards and, and Roger's book in 2001 gives you the page and everything. So, you know, it's, it's, it's excellent as well for those of you uh, that are doing a Delta, you know, and you want um, some information on a particular topic, you know, you want um, to find out, you know, um, the, the, the reference, well, his references are given. So if you're looking for, for books on a, on um, a particular topic to prepare for, let's say um, one of your LSAs in the Delta, you know, go to his references list for approach for approaches and you know you'll see there'll be Michael Lewis there and there'll be you know Meddings and Richards and Rogers as I mentioned so you know I think this is a fantastic site and the other great thing about it is that he's got some excellent links to other handy websites um, so for example you know he's got the, the a nice link to the corpus of uh, contemporary American English um, he's got the Delta publishing, uh, company's, uh, blog, you know, and they, they publish a lot of, um, books that are, that are used on things like, um, the Cambridge Delta, et cetera. So this is, um, um, you know, um, a, a fantastic source. Another good one that he has a link to is my defossilization diary. So we, we don't really have time to go into that at the moment, but, um, I do recommend you, uh, 
clicking on that and having a look if uh, you get the chance. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of my favorites as well. I've 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 visited that blog many many times and it's it's very useful. And another one that I've been reading um, a lot uh, in the last few years is. Uh, English as a lingua franca pronunciation blog. So it's basically elfpron.wordpress.com and it's run by Laura Patsko and Caddy Simpson. So I remember the first time I came um, across the term elf, I, I really thought it had something to do with uh, Santa Claus and uh, delivering presents, you know, and those green little people with uh, pointy ears. I had no clue about what elf was and, uh, you know, let alone what were the practical implications of it. So this blog is, is great and uh, it's been around for a while, but it's got everything really if you're interested in English as a lingua franca and teaching pronunciation it's got a lot of research it's got theory to sort of to inform yourself a little bit better about it but it's also have a lot of a lot of uh, practical ideas lesson plans activities uh, you name it um, and and I've used a lot of uh, the ideas from the site as well um, in my teaching and I've used it as a, as a sort of reference sometimes um, you know, uh, when I wanted to check something and I didn't want to go to look it up in, a, in an academic journal, it was mm. a good, uh, Elfpron is a, is a really good site to check that, uh, you know, the basic sort of theory and concepts behind uh, English as a lingua franca and pronunciation. So that would be sort of, especially at the moment that I'm interested in, in Elf and in native and non-native speakers debate, that, that would be one of my favorite sites at the moment as well. Yeah, so... Um... I think this is going to be the last one that we're going to mention uh, today in, in this list. And, you know, hopefully people will be interested and we can do a, a, another episode on the same topic. But the one that I wanted to mention is um, adrianunderhill.com. Um, so Adrian Underhill, of course, is uh, a lot of you will recognize that he is, uh, of course, the author of the famous book Sound Foundations. And, you know, I... When I came across that book originally, it sort of, you know, it completely sort of revolutionized my, my approach to teaching pronunciation. I, I, I kind of, before I, I read that, and I read it from cover to cover in, in a weekend, I think. Um, wow. You know, I had a, a very vague idea of what pronunciation was. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, again, a bit like Scott Thornbury and uh, an A to Z of ELT, um, you know, uh, since um, Adrian published the, the book, you know, there have been kind of new developments in the field of pronunciation. There's a lot more kind of technology, I suppose, that, that's, that's out there as well. Um, so, uh, for example, on the site, one, one thing which is very handy is um, the app um, where, you know, you can, it's available for, you know, iPads and, um, and smartphones and what have you. And you can just download the app and then the student can just click on each of the um, phonemics um, and then they will get the sound and they will get some example words uh, with that uh, particular sound or with that particular vowel or consonant. Um, and then you've got um, on there as well, you've got some of um, his past presentations that are online. There's a really good one that's available on YouTube. So there's a, a link to that. Uh, again, where he kind of summarizes sections of uh, probably the most important section of um, the book, which uh, kind of is sort of how the chart is laid out. Um, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a really, really great little site. He updates it quite often. And, um, you know, I think it's particularly, you know, for, for teachers who've only been out, you know, 
we're only sort of a year or so after their Salsa, you know, this is an excellent sort of place to start to kind of develop your knowledge of pronunciation, uh, particularly if you're thinking about, you know, doing maybe a, a Delta or a Masters in Seesaw in sometime in the future. You know, like uh, I, I think um, if you, it's a great place to sort of get prepared. And, you, you know, if, if you're familiar with this uh, site and you've used it a few times, then, you know, you'll be much more prepared, I think, going in uh, to the Delta. Because, for example, you know, in, in the written section module one of the delta and the written test that you have to do at the end of it um you have to use uh, phonemic transcription a lot and you have to you know know the terminology so um you know this is a great sort of one-stop shop for everything to do with pronunciation yeah all right so uh as you said perhaps uh, we should uh call it a day and uh we haven't mentioned all the blogs that we actually had on our list but i think this is more than enough for for you out there to you know to go and, and and visit and explore that blogging scene because it's it's great and if you haven't started blogging yourself then i'd encourage you to start it's uh, it's been a great journey for me and uh reading all those blogs as well um finding about out about other people's ideas i think it's uh it's just fantastic there's a lot of uh, sharing going around and if you if you'd like us to do another episode then leave us leave us a comment because I think we've got a, a good few blogs that uh, we haven't had the chance to mention yet. Yeah, and also I would say to people, you know, like um, particularly, you know, for the newer blogs that are out there, um, if you can, you know, support uh, the blogs because you know I think like there's a huge amount of unpaid, um, you know, hard work that goes into the creation and and the development of these blogs, and um, you know, like we need people really you know to 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 be doing them to be informing the teachers um you know like for example um you know the ones that we mentioned at the at the top of the show where we were uh, talking about you know how we can get the the research you know into the teachers sort of um heads in you know sort of a non-intimidating way like that takes takes a lot of time and effort on the on the part of you know the people who are writing these blogs and uh you know like they 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 need your support so you know you can support them um by you know sharing um some of the blog posts that you enjoy with with other teachers that you know um, yeah and even even something as i remember when i was publishing my first blog post even if somebody likes your blog post or just leaves a comment i think that's nice you know um so if you if you if you've just read a blog post that you liked tell the author that that you liked it even even just in one sentence i think it you know it's nice that's one way you could you could support them yeah absolutely and also like if you do find um about out about a particular blog post uh, through Facebook or something like that. If you um, like it and leave a comment and like, especially leave a comment, you know, and maybe like, um, you know, tag one of your, your, your friends who also teaches on it, then that will sort of put that particular uh, blog post up on the, the charts and it's more likely to be found than, you know, in people's news feeds. Um, so that will mean that, you know, that, that the blog will get a bit more exposure because, you know, like, like I'm sure, Marek, you know, you do a lot of blogging. Um, so like, you know, there's a huge amount of work that's, that's put into it. So, you know, and often we do it so that, you know, people will, will be able to read it. So like if, if, you know, often it happens that you, that you put a lot of hard work into writing something or recording something, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, very few people actually 
listen to it or read it at the end of the day. So that, that can be frustrating. So, you know, anything that you can do, you know, leave a comment or share it or leave, leave a comment on iTunes if, if it's a podcast or something like that. Um, and, you know, also about the, the Tefl show. Um, if you enjoy the Tefl show, you enjoy uh, what we do with it, you know, please kind of uh, leave a comment on, on iTunes. That would really, really help us. And it helps, you know, that the, the the podcast to uh, get into the charts on iTunes and uh, you know then get seen by other teachers you know so um, yeah we would uh, certainly appreciate that we would yeah definitely so thanks a lot for for listening guys um, it was awesome and uh, yeah if you've got any other blogs that are kind of on the top of your list and maybe we haven't mentioned them then leave us a comment and we'll talk about that blog uh, in the next episode because I think we will have to do another episode on 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 the blogs won't we I think we definitely will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got a load of other ones, don't we? Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye.